Let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind in the basketball shooting machine industry that enables players and coaches to stay connected, design and upload training exercises, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is, without question, the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Don't forget to mention Coaching You and receive $300 off on your next Dr. Dish purchase. That's right. Mention Coaching You or the podcast and get $300 off your Dr. Dish. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You podcast with the coach, Brendan Sir, and I am so excited today for you to listen to Richie McKay, the head coach at Liberty University Flames. Uh, Liberty is an amazing university uh, with terrific academics and an incredible campus in the most one of the most beautiful areas of Virginia with facilities you could only dream about. They have a terrific sports program, and Richie McKay went back there on April 1st of 2015 for his second stint as the head coach. He first was there, you know, back in, you know, 08, 09, you know, when he, 06, 07, and then 08, 09 to work and did a terrific job coming from the University of New Mexico to Liberty. And then when his dear friend, Tony Bennett, became the head coach at the University of Virginia, he went there as the associate head coach for six years. So think about Tony Bennett. Think about Richie McKay. You have pretty much a wonderful version, value-wise, spiritually, the whole deal, and both guys can flat-out coach basketball. After this timeout, you're really, really going to enjoy Richie McKay. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional scouting reports customized for your team. Fast Model is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access... To these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. 
I wanted to announce a new partnership between Coaching You and Inner Zone Sports. You know, for a long time, one of the intangibles by coaches and athletes is team chemistry. And it's a major factor all the time in whether a team has success or failure. When it, the folks from Interzone came to me at Coaching You and said, we can even help your team, I was all ears. And what we did is we took a quick assessment, two to four minutes each person, and we were stunned by what we found out about ourselves and our team. You owe it to yourself to find out what Interzone can do for your team. It's the simplest and fastest and most accurate software available to measure team chemistry. I highly recommend, without any reservation, the use of Interzone with your team, whether you're a middle school, high school, college, or professional team, to help take you to the next level. For further information, go to coachingyoulive.com slash Interzone. That's I-N-N-E-R-Z-O-N-E. Hey, so excited today to have on our Coaching You podcast, Richie McKay, the head coach of Liberty University Flames. And Rich, one of the biggest things each year when every June when I get to go to UVA and spend a week at the Top 100 camp doing my deal with the NBA Players Association, developing NBA coaches, one of the, my favorite things now going on 11 years was to visit with you, Tony Bennett, and the staff at UVA. And just the idea of picking your guys' brains and talking basketball for a week, that was so much fun. And I miss you not being there the last few years, but I'm so excited for you. Welcome, my friend. Yeah, thank you, Coach. You, uh, you've meant a lot to the game. And without question, uh, I think uh, Tony would, would express the same gratitude uh, for you coming every year and investing and depositing in coaches young and old mm. so that we can be better in – not only our trade, but in the way we influence the young people that we've been granted a chance to shepherd. So uh, absolutely love the opportunity to visit with you. And I, I know there are many who uh, are like-minded in the way I, I feel. Well, thanks so much. And, you know, you've had an amazing career and, uh, you know, and you've gotten, I think, you know, I always used to tell my family, you know, when they'd say, Daddy, how come we got to move to another thing? You know, and I said, well, you know, it's <laughs> kind of like being in the army, except it's basketball. You know, yeah. we get to serve other ways and stuff. But you got to you got to really move a lot in your journeys and stuff. And we'll talk about that, all the places you've been a head coach and, and things like that. But we we're talking earlier off air about influences in basketball. Who are you, who are people that have shaped your career? Yeah, well, I, I've copied many and some of their offensive philosophies and uh, some some details uh, on the other end as well. But I don't know if there's a, a a single coach that has had more of an impact on my life, not just as a coach but as a man, as Dick Bennett. Uh, I acquired an affinity for him when I worked for Jim Mullinary at Bradley. Coach Mo had such a level of respect for uh, the way, uh, at the time, Wisconsin Green Bay ran their system. And uh, a, a funny story, my younger brother, Orlando, who was a, a football player at the University of Washington, got drafted by the Packers. And I called Coach Bennett when I was in Peoria, and I just asked him, hey, Coach, would you mind if I came up and spent five or ten minutes with you while I come watch my brother in training camp? And uh, he was gracious, gracious enough to say yes, and that five to 10 minutes turned into about two and a half hours. And coach, you would have thought that he thought I was a head coach at another rival school 
the way he he spent the time and I, what I learned there was how much humility that he had. And from there, I, I stayed in touch with him. I went to his clinics. I went to his practices. I got to know his son, Tony. And uh, I just love him, not, not just as a coach. He was a phenomenal coach, but he was an even better man. And uh, and I learned uh, how to be a, a, a leader from a lot of, of how I, to be a leader from Coach Bennett. Well, I, you know, what, you know, Tony, uh, I, I consider one of my best friends in basketball and one of the people I most admire uh, as a man, forget as a coach, just as a man. And yeah. what and uh, what made Dick Bennett so special? Because obviously the son has totally picked it up. Yeah, I think the way he, from a professional standpoint, the way he sees the game mm-hmm. and his unwavering belief in how it's played and and I think because of that commitment he uh he influenced the teams and the people that he coached in such a way that I, I think uh his stick-to-itiveness his perseverance I think it not only helped them on the floor but I think it helped the men that he coached off the floor well fast forward however many years I think his son got a chance to take a bite or eat the whole apple from his life because uh, when I worked for Tony for those six years at UVA, I saw so many similarities. And, uh, and, and I think because of that, I think that's what makes uh, Coach and, and Tony so different to, uh, in the way they coach. They, they just, they're unwavering in their belief, but they're also good enough to make a change on the fly if need be. You know, that's an interesting point, Richie, because one of the things I remember talking to Tony a few years ago, and it was during the NBA playoffs, and he said, Brendan, my dad called me last night. He's watching the playoff games. And he's and and for those listeners that really don't know UVA basketball and don't know Richie McKay and Dick Bennett, uh, they're the best hard hedge team in basketball, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And so he says, my dad calls me last night and I fell out of my chair. He, I said, what, ha- <laughs> what did he say? He said, why don't we consider downing or icing the pick and rolls? Like yeah, the, yeah. because I think we can really confuse teams if we start doing that. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I said, this is not Tony saying it. This is Dad telling <laughs> Tony we. And, and I yeah. thought, you know what? That is brilliant because here's a guy that says I'm open to learning, even though I'm not even coaching. That yeah, I thought was yeah. just so refreshing. And, yeah. and, and Tony and I then got into like an hour discussion on the phone about it and everything. And I think that every time when I go and visit with Tony or yourself when you were with him, uh, you know, there's nothing like sitting around and just sharing ideas in basketball and saying, why did these people do this? What what don't I know about it? Because we're never in any other team staff meetings, right? Yeah. And yeah. And, and to say, you know, why, why does that work? And And I think that's just fantastic. Now, when you're when you go and I and you know, Chuck Daly, yeah, God bless him, the best coach I ever, you know, I was blessed to work with all these, you know, Hall of Fame coaches, but from the great UB Brown to Chuck Daly, and I, I remember Chuck had an unbelievable saying. He'd say, "You can never go back." Yeah, I was just saying. I said, "What the hell are you talking about, Chuck? What do you mean you never go back? You know, you mean, he says you can't go back if you had a job someplace you can never go back." And I said, yeah. okay, because I told him one time I wanted to go back to a team I had previously coached. Mm-hmm. And he's telling me this. Now, you broke that rule. You went back. <laughs> now, it's obviously been incredible 
the way it's worked. Tell me, uh, first of all, why you went back, but why does it work? Yeah, Coach, I was, uh, I never, I share this story a little bit. I, I, when I was young in the profession, I got to be a head coach at age 29. I worked for Jim Sturk, who's a terrific man that is now the AD at the University of Missouri. Uh, he hired me at Portland State, and we had a 10-year uh, waiting period before we could even compete for the NCAA tournament. So we were recruiting guys without the hope of playing in the NCAA tournament. And we had quick success there and uh, because of the players that we had. And then I was just on the fast track to try and get the best job that would allow us to get to the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. So in that immaturity, we moved a ton. The God used it. He used it to to grow me. And, uh, and, and I got a chance to work and and, uh, and be around some terrific people. But once I got to Liberty after leaving New Mexico, I really felt at home. And I, I never left Liberty for what it wasn't. I, I left because here's Tony Bennett, someone that I uh, loved and admired, considered him a brother. He asked me to come and be his associate head coach. So uh, the first time I thought, eh, coach, I'm pretty good. I like being a head coach. Da, da, da. <laughs> and then the second time he's asked, you know, you, he's hard to say no to. Oh, so. he is, boy. So, so I went and, uh, honestly, coach, it was one of the greatest blessings that I had. I, not only just for, uh, my family, it, it just slowed down for me. It allowed me to be a better husband, a better dad. And then I got to learn the game from someone that I, I truly believe is at the top of our profession. And, uh, and it's, it, it was, it was funny because Tony has this filter like you alluded to earlier about his dad, about down in the ball screen, he will, he will circulate some ideas that about how to play the game um, and, and then challenge himself and challenge his staff with him uh, and, and then figure out what's best for his team. Now, what he always comes back to is what he knows, which again, I think is a part of his greatness. But I also believe that being in that program for six years reshaped the way I thought about the game. And I think in answer to your question, uh, a roundabout answer. I think one of the reasons why is working at Liberty is because uh, I had such an offensive slant when I was a head coach because offense is what we get credited for. It's what people talk about. It's what puts bodies in the stands, if you will. Sure. But I didn't have a defensive foundation or a mindset. So um, being a being a part of Tony's program, I got to learn the pack not only from him. But ironically, when his dad would come to our preseason stuff just to watch and be an observer, coach, he could break down our team in about a day and a half and yeah. he, could, he would, and he would nail it. I used to take notes and I'd write down what he said in September and I'd refer back to him in December. And he was like, he's like 99.9% accurate. And, uh, and, and again, so I got to, I got to learn the game from, I know there's some icons in the ACC, Coach Krzyzewski, Coach Beheim. There, sure. There's Roy Williams. There's Hall of Fame guys that are in that league. Tony Bennett is a Hall of Fame coach that just isn't old enough to be inducted <laughs> in the Hall of Fame yet. He's he he. I won't be around a better coach or person uh, all of my life than I than I, I was with with Coach. No, I and you know it's funny. Uh, you know, I think I think what you did is you basically you got your PhD in defense. And yeah, that made exactly. you a better coach. And, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, I had a, I had my foundation in defense from, Chuck, you know, from UB Brown and Mike Fratello. And then when yeah. I went with Chuck, he, you know, he wanted my defense, but you know, and I'm sitting there saying. 
this is the best offensive guy I've ever been seen in the NBA. And so you get that mutual sharing. And, and I think there's nothing greater than just learning from a, someone like that, you know, yeah. and, 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 but one of the things that fascinated me about you and Tony was that your spiritual side of coaching, I am <clears throat> very, very big to all of our coaches around the world that listen, 40, you know, mm -hmm. 47 to 50 something countries, you know, 100,000 wow. people a week listen to our podcast, wow. which were, you know, which is not my, my doing. It's the fellow upstairs. And one, one of the yeah. things that is, I, I just think nowadays to coach the young people that there is, you better have a strong spiritual side to help yeah. these kids. And the pillars that you guys put in that I saw, you introduced me to at UVA. Would you be kind enough to kind of go through them for us? Because I think that's to, you know, we always talk about values and culture and all these buzzwords in coaching and a lot of the coaches don't know what the heck we're talking about. You know, they don't under, they don't believe it. They just say it, but you guys walk the walk, talk the talk and your players bought into it. Can, yeah, that's, that's can you share that? Kind, sure. Coach It's very kind of you to say, uh, and, and again, I've learned from some great ones. So, uh, I'd be glad to share it with you. I, I think, uh, I think what makes, uh, what makes Tony and coach Bennett, uh, Dick Bennett's so different is the fact that the, the pillars just aren't words on a board or in the locker room. They're, they're words to live by. They're to be modeled. Uh, I know they recruit to it. They, they walk in it. They, they make decisions based on the pillars and they're all biblically based. Um, right. I'd be happy to share them with you. Could you. Many teams around the country have adopted some of these same pillars, added their own, uh, us included. Uh, but they're, 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 they they each have each are a word with a little definition behind it. The first is humility, and in that humility, we're to know who we are. And uh, Tony always talks about not getting too high and not getting too low. And I think you got to have a balance when you when you do this for a living, because in our profession, oftentimes your identity is caught up in the scoreboard or in your in your record, and you you can never do that and be a success in the world of adding value to other people's lives because you'll be trapped or uh, or crippled by that scoreboard identity. So humility is really important. Um, the second is uh, is passion and do not be lukewarm. And I think <laughs> one of the greatest things you see when you go to a Virginia practice or a, a Dick Bennett coach practice is the passion in which they coach with. They, they love the game, but more importantly than that, they love the people uh, that they've given a chance to, to steward or shepherd. And uh, if I, if I can emulate that in any way, I'm, I'm really blessed to, uh, to, to be able to adopt, uh, what, what I've seen them do on a, on a regular basis. Uh, uh, unity is, is the third and unity is do not divide our house. Now, the Bible says a house divided cannot stand. And you and I both know <laughs> when there's someone that puts their, their own individual goals, uh, ahead of the team goals, then it typically affects the way a team can healthily operate. And that's true in the body. Uh, it doesn't mean you can't have individual goals. Heck, I don't want a guy that doesn't want to play for money or doesn't want to do something great with basketball, but the team has to be more important in your pursuit. And, uh, and I think they do a great job of not only modeling that, but also recruiting to it and developing it. Um, the third is uh, uh, servanthood. Uh, to make our teammates better, and that's another part of uh, the unity phrase. We we want to we want to serve in any capacity that we can. I think 
one of the beauties of being at Liberty Coach is that our mission is to uh, train champions for Christ. And what I love about it is we recruited guys that have knitted into the fabric of this, that we want to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves. And the ability to serve like you do with this podcast or what you do with other coaches who uh, are dying in the profession or dying to be in the profession or no more. Some are dying in the profession. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. We want to, we want to keep promoting and developing that. And the last one uh, (laughs) is thankfulness and that's learn from each circumstance. And and I think that's, that's one that people kind of gloss over. Um, But if, if you can operate out of a deep sense of gratitude when you experience adversity, you'll understand that it's it's usually meant for our betterment. It's usually meant to maybe even ultimately help someone else who went through a similar struggle or to to not lose your joy for the life that you've been granted to live. And uh, I think I think sometimes uh, the enemy can use whatever he can to, to discourage us or defeat us or to shame us and being able to be thankful or or grateful for uh, for each day that you've been granted, I, I think that can change the paradigm in the way you add value to others' lives. See that 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 is the essence of coaching, right there, in my opinion. And I'm going to follow up what I think is the next logical question. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> that you know when you're at a school like UVA, and you know you you guys. Uh, took that program basically to number one in the country now where, I mean, which is absolutely incredible uh, and do it in a way that is so clean. And so, you know, uh, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's just, there's nothing there and we're not doing it with one and done guys or anything. We're doing it with great kids that we're developing. So here's the question. And I ask Tony this every time I'm with him, because I think it's important why does Richie McKay coach and why do you really coach at a Liberty even? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. I, I I was challenged with that. Actually, I thought I'd done a pretty good job of coaching because of my faith, but Mm -hmm. I was challenged by that, by a book from uh, Joe Ehrman called inside out coaching. One of my Uh, favorite friends. Yep. Yeah. And he, he asked four questions in the book. Why do I coach? Yep. Uh, why do I coach the way I coach? What's it like to be coached by me? Yep. And what's the barometer of of success in my life? And I started to filter my answers through those four questions, and it really, it really reshaped the way uh, the way I tried to approach everyday coaching. And it was no longer about winning. I, I want to coach in order to bring some value to another person's life, and uh, I got a chance to do that at a much slower pace at UVA when I wasn't a head coach. And I really, it's hard to go from being a head coach to being an assistant, especially when you work for someone like Tony, because Tony doesn't need much help, if mm-hmm. any. <laughs> so I was trying to find my lane. And ultimately my lane was to invest in the lives of the Anthony Gills or the Malcolm Brogdon's or the Joe Harris's and just try and serve them. And boy, I got, I got such uh so refreshed by doing that to just try and make someone else better and not be about the scoreboard. And then why did I coach the way I did why, the way I do? And I started again, uh, trying to look at the mentors that I had and, uh, just emulate, uh, not imitate, emulate some of the things that they did and, uh, and, and try and grow from, from, uh, from what I knew about them. And then what's it like to be coached by me coach, you know, this more than anyone, 
man, when you flip the script and you put yourself in the shoes of the player that you coach, <laughs> no longer can you coach out of anger or, you know, I once heard it said that, and, and I'm not indicting anyone, but no, right. when guys start, start swearing to their players all the time, man, in this generation, sometimes you can lose them and, and you got to try and reel that back in and, and put yourself into your shoes. It's almost like parenting. It, when you're, when you're, when you're speaking to your children, if you're doing it out of anger, you got to be really careful because they'll deposit your words into their memory bank forever. And I, I just wanted to, it, it and I thought my language was, was clean sure. and, and appropriate before, but I started to try and focus on a way that I could say something to them where they would really hear me. And I was, I wasn't coaching out of my own frustration or anger so that they would get what I said. That, I hope I explained that right. And then, no, I think, I think that's the thing. I, I, you know, we, we see these, we see coaches, uh, men's and men and women coaches. Okay. Coaching is coaching. What, no matter who you're coaching, what gender you are. And yeah. I think the recipient of your coaching, uh, we, we had a wonderful thing happen at coaching you this past summer in Las Vegas. We were fortunate enough because the NBA summer league now has all 30 teams there, Richie. Mm -hmm. So we had, I think 10, 11 NBA coaches that were actually presenting. And one of my former players, there's nothing better than when one of your former players becomes a coach, right? I mean, then you, yeah. you know, you might've done something right. And then on top of it, it turns out it, it's a player that I drafted and coached for eight years, Doc Rivers. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, he's the best. And now he's the highest paid coach in the NBA. And I'm so, yeah. not that he's the highest paid, but what he does with his platform. Yeah. And and so he told a story there that I think is so important that he was under a lot of um, personal criticism last year that, oh, he's not a good coach. He's not this and that. And he said that, Coaching his son was an incredible gift to him. I think it's got to be one of the hardest things ever to coach your child. You know, yeah. you know, should be be hard on him? Are you too easy on him? You know, the whole thing is very hard. Yeah, I think. yeah. Um, but he said that he learned after 19 years of coaching in the NBA and 13 years of playing in the NBA and three years at Marquette, he finally learned that the essence of coaching is to coach each player like he is your own child. Wow, that's great. Isn't that great? That is, that's and phenomenal. I tell every man and wo woman coach about that because yeah. it's so important because I always say, would I want someone to coach my child and use bad language on them? I don't mind if they use bad language to the group in general as yeah. a generality. Hey, we got to play better defense. They think it's important to cuss. I don't think it is, but if you do, I get. But don't personalize it towards an individual. Yeah. yeah. And 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 that I thought when Doc said that, I it was one of those aha moments that I'm trying to teach everyone as I go around the country and speak to coaches. And I, th I think it's really important. And another thing that Chuck said, I thought that you would like, and I think you practice, you and Tony, was be careful what you say to young people because you're going to leave scars on them. Yeah. And scars don't yeah. come off. No, you're right. <laughs> right. You're and right. Yeah. I, I think, I think we, we're granted with the choice to, to, uh, to inspire them and, and mm -hmm. to, to give them hope. And I, I think words are so powerful I once heard it said, words create atmosphere. 
And uh, John Maxwell always talks about leadership can be summed up in one word, and that's influence. Well, I want to influence in such a way that our guys are inspired to go out and do something great for the world, not not just for themselves, but for uh, for someone else. And that greatness might, might just be as future dads. It might just be as as future husbands, uh, or you may, you may lead a team or an organization one day, but I, I would hope that the legacy that, that I leave with the guys that we've been entrusted to Stuart is, is one that is positive, encouraging, uplifting, and, and that certainly has a chance to promote and, uh, and grow them in their, in their spiritual growth and development as well. You know, um, you know, we talk about player development a lot, and I think it's the essence of any sport and really at any level, you know, in, in the pro world, uh, player development has been like, it's an emphasis. Now we have umpteen people on a pro staff because of player development. Some teams have six or seven player development coaches, which is good for the business. I get it. But player development is just not skill development. Correct. Right. Right. Thousand percent. You know, and that's one of the things. That, and so I, I often say to coaches when, you know, when you do your player development, I love when head coaches do. Some, I recommend they do at least 30 minutes of player development off season with a player. Yeah. And I think 15, 20 minutes only has to be about skill. Yeah. It's an opportunity. And this I got from Brad Stevens is that 10 minutes of that. Are you one on one talking to the player and now yeah. trying to influence him? and t- tell them that you believe in them. And now that kid walks away from there, calls home and says, mom and dad, how did things go in at school? Coach McKay worked with me today. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. unbelievable. And th- that's how that's. And so really the player development, you got into his mind and heart as much as you worked on skill. Yeah. And Coach, I think that's, that's powerful. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And, and, and Brad said, you know, that was one of the things at Butler that he did every summer was with the freshmen, especially, you know, we used to, in the old days, as soon as, you know, the all month of July, we were away recruiting. And he said he had to make sure that those freshmen all of a sudden came to school and no one was there to be with them, you know. Yeah. And it really taught him that what was really important, you know. Tell me about your style of play. What, what if you have an incredible season. You're 17 and four right now. Uh, you know, you had an incredible win over, you had many win, great wins this year, but obviously an incredible one at UCLA. Uh, tell about your style of play that you're, you're using there offensively, let's say first. Yeah. I, again, coach, I, I've learned from learning stolen from many. <laughs> I, I, we don't, you don't, Burton. you know, you're, you're a Christian fellow. You don't steal, you borrow. That yeah, I'm borrowing. <laughs> We're going to send it back. Yeah, I'm joking. There, there's been so many coaches that have had an influence on the way we play offensively, and uh, I'm I'm probably like Coach Bennett. Uh, offensively, I get all these things in my mind, and I try and challenge ourselves mm-hmm. and our staff with different different systems. But uh, Rick Bird's had a big influence. Uh, yeah. I love the way they play. Uh, there, there's so many. I, I can't even count the number of coaches that I've either called or. Uh, broken down their offensive um, package in the summertime on synergy and just watched and try to absorb. But um, I think the way we want to play is, is promote a sense of freedom offensively uh, where, where we're empowering guys to, to live out what, uh, what they've worked on and uh, it, but, but still to be unselfish. And I think this group 
is uh, really indicative of, of that hope because we've had seven different guys lead our team in scoring uh, and, wow. and that, that doesn't happen all the time. So I think we're sharing the ball. I think we, we try and have a balance both inside and out. Uh, we'll, we'll shoot threes because we have the freedom to do it, but rarely will you see our team just live and die by the three. Cause I, I just think then you're a little bit easier to guard and always, always want to be hard to guard. Um, but, but, uh, and then defensively, obviously we, we've copied, uh, to tooth and nail, what we did at Virginia, I've mm-hmm. got an assistant, Brad Susie, who's been with me sure. 24 years. He's yeah. just a phenomenal man. Um, and he's really been like the defensive coordinator for us. Good. He went with me when I went to Virginia with coach Bennett and uh, he's done a fabulous job of, of continuing to, to, uh, to manifest that system in our program. Now, coach, let me just say this. We are a JV version of Virginia. We're nowhere close <laughs> To being as good as them, but I'll take a JV version of Virginia because it'll at least keep you in the game on most nights. I I don't blame you. I mean, the big thing is you have and you know a great philosophy, and it's a team philosophy of how to guard and stuff like that. You know, and and offensively, the idea of sharing the ball. I think what you've done, Richie, is you your whole philosophy. <clears throat> There's synergy in it, and that it all comes together with purpose because you, you know everything's about team. Uh, and everything's about there's there's nothing there that's not about that, and I think which is you know it stays strong with your pillars on top of it. Talk about yeah. the Atlantic Sun, it's a league I'm very familiar with having you know back in living in. Orlando and you know UCF back in the day was an Atlantic Sun team uh you know and and North Florida where my son went to school uh you know is you know in Matthew Driscoll and you know terrific program and Gulf Coast and stuff and you know our friends at Lipscomb and stuff it's it's always been a terrific league talk about your transition into that league this year your first year there yeah, it's uh, it's been it's coach has been fun. You're exactly right. There's some terrific coaches in this league, and uh, uh, Casey Alexander at uh, Lipscomb has a phenomenal team. Now we play them uh, a, a week, well Tuesday. I'm not sure when this broadcast will air, but uh, that that uh, that's a game that uh, has some significance to it. I think because of how good they are and we're off to a decent start. Uh, but I, even, even the games that we've played against the other coaches in the league, we haven't seen them all. They've been really hard fought. And each time I sit down and prepare a scout, I'm like, wow, they do some good stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, we, we love being a part of it. I think the leadership in this league, uh, our commissioner, Ted Gumbard is, is fabulous and he's got a great staff. Um, I, I think, I think that a son is certainly, uh, one of the leagues around the country that uh, is on an upward trajectory, and I hope uh, our addition or inclusion in the league will only uh, assist that that uh, that development. Oh no, it, 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 you know, I was concerned, you know, when they lost Upstate last year, and I didn't know, you know, and I didn't know what was going to happen. Then when I saw that you guys were going there, I said, "Wow." What an amazing! I I thought coup. I thought bringing in NJIT a few years ago, even though it makes the trip long, I thought you know it was a good move, and it, they've really developed as a program, and really, you know, have really done a good job, uh, you know, in that. I I think the league is really a neat league, and I think that that and I and I love that you know there's an automatic bid involved there, you know. Yeah. But is our conference tournament still the same where? We have home. Uh, we play at the home court of the team. Yes, sir. Uh, the highest seed is that it, the way it works? 
Correct, correct. And uh, in each of those games, I think uh, you, you'll see an atmosphere that, that is uh, significant. Uh, so I love the way the conference tournament is uh, has been structured, and uh, hopefully we'll have a hopefully we get a chance to host a game or two. Yeah, no, I I think it's a it's an appropriate way to do it, and and you know, and and then therefore every year when they put their finals on, you know, you see a sellout crowd, and you see you know tremendous enthusiasm, uh, and they're in and they're on a campus, which I think is appropriate, uh, you know, for that league, but. Uh, Richie, I, I, I'm so thankful that we were able to do this. I've been wanting to do it for months with you, and I'm so pleased at your success, but more importantly, that in a way you're back home. And I think, yeah. you know, as we say, there's a reason we go places, and it's the fellow upstairs that put you back there. And I think uh, and it's a great fit. I think it's an absolutely Thank great you. fit. And I look forward to this summer uh, in June when I get to go back to the top 100 camp and only an hour away from the great city of Charlottesville that we can get together and have lunch. And maybe we can even get, you know, Tony to buy for crying out loud. You know, get that guy <laughs> he to, can afford it. Coach. Get that guy he to reach in it. his pocket. That'd be good. Yeah. Right? All coach, right. I, I'm, I'm honored to be on with you. Thank you again for all you've done for our game and uh, really appreciate your intentionality to build into the lives of coaches. So it's a, anytime you ever need anything, let us know. It's a privilege to be on with you and uh, pray God's best for you and your family as well. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it, Richie. And best of luck the rest of the season. Thanks, Coach. Richie McKay, that was spectacular. And I'll tell you what, I mean, there was so much, so much learning that occurred there. Uh, you know, just the pillars, the philosophy, the way to coach players. It's just incredible. The philosophy that he has is just amazing. Really watch Liberty, 17-4 and four, uh, today. Uh, going forward, you're really going to follow this program. They're going to be, I believe, an NCAA tournament team. And uh, if you ever get a chance to go in through Lynchburg, Virginia, go check out Liberty University. It is a diamond, a true diamond. Richard McKay, thank you, my friend. Till next week, this is the coach, Brendan Serve.